What up, HyperChange? Today we've got an epic interview lined up. We're talking about Tesla's Dojo D1 neural net chip, um, the chip that they unveiled at AI Day that is gonna enable them to produce a fully self-driving car. Have got a very special guest, Anastasia in tech, um, who has put out some of the best videos about Tesla's Dojo D1 chip and AI Day. Um, and she's more, much more of an expert than me in this space. We're gonna be able to ask her a bunch of cool questions about what the hell Tesla is up to, um, bringing this chip development in-house and with all of this crazy technology. So um, first I wanted to start with you know, Tesla, we think of them as a car company. For the people that don't get why they're a tech or robotics company, can we break down just how epic it is that they have been able to bring this chip development in-house um, and basically launch a supercomputer chip that's on par with the best in the industry? Like how rare is this and how much does this um, sort of cement that Tesla is a truly an AI and robotics company, uh, much more than just an automobile manufacturer? Right, um, it is indeed awesome. Tesla was already ahead of all the other automakers by designing the FSD chip in-house. And it was not a surprise that they want to build chips in-house. It's kind of a philosophy of company, of Musk as well. We've seen it with Tesla cars, we've seen it with SpaceX as well, and now with Dodge. And Dodger is certainly a statement. A statement like, look guys, we are an AI company, we are building both uh, hardware and software. So they, like Apple, they own the entire stack now. And at the moment, it seems like only, out of all the companies, only Tesla can afford it. You know, Elon Musk says that Tesla's like 12 startups in one, and I love that analogy. And I think that one of them is this, you know, in-house chip startup, um, which is building all of these crazy chips for the cars to drive themselves. And within this, uh, the Dojo D1 chip is actually the second chip that Tesla's unveiled as part of its in-house chip team. Uh, the first one was at Autonomy Day, which is the full self-driving chip that's in all the vehicles. And so could you explain a little bit about the differences between these two chips and why Tesla needed two chips and what they do differently? I know the FSD chip goes in the car and it's much smaller, much more lightweight, it sounds like, um, and then you have Dojo chip, which can be stacked and is running all of the mega computation. So, you know, they're feeding the data with over the air software updates back to Dojo. It's using all this data to train the neural network. Then it's pushing it back to the car, which has the FSD chip, which I guess is making the decisions in the moment with the neural net that Dojo trained. But I'm kind of curious if you could uh, uh, break down the, the relationship between those two chips and what they are and how they're different. Yes, exactly. You already described it pretty well. So. FSD chip is an automotive SOC. It means it contains CPUs, GPU, uh, and NPU. So the most of the chip is taken by neural processing units. So what it does, it uh, collects, it gets information from different cameras, sensors, and then processes it, and based on this, makes decision and drive the car. And it does also a bunch of other things like sending commands to microcontrollers to to steer the car and to control for instance the motor on the other hand dodge is uh, has entirely different application it is a gigantic matrix so a neural net processor which is used to train neural nets software which then will be pushed to the FSD chip to the Tesla cars. So they're going to play the recording of different traffic situations and also artificially generated footage to train the neural net to make the right decisions. And the key goal is to train the net to make these decisions very fast, so to make it efficient. So those two chips are for completely different applications. It's like 
chips from different league. So Dojo cannot drive Tesla and vice versa. Uh, diving a little bit more into Dojo, how do you think this compares to the leading supercomputer chips uh, that are out there right now? You know, we have Nvidia, who Tesla was buying GPUs from, a company called Cer Cerberus or Cer Cerebrus or something um, that a lot of people are comparing, um, which is sort of, you know, one of the industry leaders in this. So can you tell us just from looking at the stats and what you're hearing about this Dojo chip, how does it stack up uh, to the leaders in the industry like NVIDIA and Cerebrus? And do you think um, Tesla's actually able to build a better performing chip, um, you know, versus companies that have been doing this for decades and decades? Right. Uh, so this is actually a very interesting question because just today I've been recording a video comparison between Dodge and other chips like Google TPU and GraphCore. Yes, you're right. There are other AI machine learning hardware available on the market like Cerebras chip, which you mentioned, also GraphCore, um, NVIDIA and Google TPUs. So Tesla claimed that with Dodgeon they can achieve one exaflops of compute and this is indeed a milestone. So there are many interesting things about the uh, architecture of the Dodgeon, but what is uh, outstanding is the bandwidth which they were able to achieve using a special on-wafer integrating technology because the bandwidth is exactly the bottleneck for the other. So because Google GPU v3 uh, wasn't able to scale that much due to the bandwidth limitations and Dodger has a huge advantage here. You know, Google just announced the new uh, TPU v4, so their new tensor processing unit chip in May this year. And this chip achieves very similar numbers, so they claim um, about 1.1 exaflops which is the same to what Dojo claims. But where is the difference? The difference is in performance per watt. Um, so the numbers for TPU v4 are not available yet, but if we compare uh, Dojo to TPU v3, Dojo has three times better performance per watt in comparison, which is, which is, a, is a big difference. However, here it's also important that Dojo is taped out in 7 nanometers technology, while Google TPU v3 is in about 16 nanometers. So I think they, when Google release uh, the rest of the numbers, and they must have done this chip in the new technology node, then I expect them to hit the similar performance per watt. But let's see. Anyway, those two chips are now the, the leaders in the AI machine learning hardware market. And I wonder, you know, why did Tesla bring this chip development in-house? Uh, you know, what, how does this make sense? You know, I guess if you're buying chips for NVIDIA and right now Tesla is one of the largest deployments at scale in the real world of NVIDIA chips um, because that's what they're using today. They haven't even, soon they're gonna switch over to their own Dojo chip. Um, but I wonder if because they're not buying off the shelf solutions and with Dojo, they're able to build their own thing in-house that's specifically designed for what they need it for. You know, it can draw the right amount of power. It can run the right neural network. You know, I don't really know, but I, I'm trying to think about what advantage does it have to bring the chip in-house and is designing a chip for a specific use case to solve vision-based self-driving or world perception as a sentient robot um, versus just this general purpose GPU. Does that give Tesla some sort of advantage or do you think there's a cost advantage here by them bringing this chip development in-house? Is there, um, you know, just they have better control over their supply chain um, or is it a factor of all of those? Um, but I'm really curious about why Tesla would feel the need to bring this chip development and take such an ambitious problem on and try and bring this in-house. 
Well, um, there are multiple advantages of bringing Dojo in-house. First of all, now they have a control of entire stack, so they can design hardware tailored for the neural nets which they use. And also, it is important that they design in Dojo, which can scale to the needs which they have. While I think NVIDIA GPUs, which they used till now, were not able to scale as much most likely due to the bandwidth limitations. So they were not able to stack as many chips as they want, and they were not able to achieve as much compute as they want. And GPU is a GPU. So it does computation more uh, efficient than a CPU, but still it is not optimal for, the, for their needs. So you mentioned costs, supply chain, and so on. Yes, I believe I believe it played a role, but uh, secondary. And as I've already mentioned, building Dojo is a statement for Tesla, like we build supercomputers. And I also love your idea about startups, so chip design startup inside Tesla. Uh, but I believe FSD is more of a product now, while Dojo is, is exactly a startup. So it's not clear if it will fly or not, but I really hope that it will fly. And when you hear about other companies that are trying to solve self-driving cars as well, you know, whether it's Ford, whether it's Volkswagen, the older car companies or the newer ones like Rivian or Lucid, do these companies actually stand a chance at developing a truly self-driving car if they don't have their in-house chip development? You know, they're gonna have to buy these NVIDIA GPUs, they're gonna have to integrate them in their systems, they're just buying off the self uh, off the shelf chips. So I wonder, do you think what Tesla's doing is gonna be what you essentially have to do to come up with a truly self-driving car, bring this chip development in-house, push the boundaries of the technology to be able to achieve the truly self-driving car? Um, I don't know, I'm just curious because we, we hear a lot of hype about the competition and I often feel like I wanna give them credit because we need more electric cars, but when you think about the ambition and the tech and the engineers needed to actually pull this off and the layers of vertical integration that it's taken Tesla a decade plus to build, it almost seems very, almost impossible for another one of these car companies to be able to replicate this technology stack that Tesla's developing. So when you hear about the competition developing a self-driving car, you know, what do you think? Do you think they actually stand a chance when you're when you're looking at something like Dojo? Mm, to be honest, I'm not an expert in autonomous driving. I'm working on designing chips for cars. But you're right, there are many companies right now which are trying trying to solve autonomous driving, like Ford in the United States and also Audi and BMW here in Europe, and also Google's Waymo is also very, very advanced. In my opinion, there are many different approaches how you can solve the autonomous driving problem. For instance, traditional automakers like Ford and Audi, they're collecting information from different sensors, radars, and lidars. And based on this accurate information, they are building 3D accurate map of surroundings and then using more conventional algorithm to navigate it. On the other hand, Tesla relies entirely on cameras and they are building this vector space and using AI-based classification of objects and prediction. So this is another way. Regarding chips, I think other automakers also would like to have something like FSD which is tailored for their needs. And in my opinion, we will see more of these chips coming in the near future. I mean, nowadays it's not that hard to build your own chip because there are lots of tools, design tools available. You just need a team which will design it 
and then you can tape out the chip in one of the fabs like TSMC or Samsung, so it's manageable. On the other hand, companies like NVIDIA, so chipmakers companies, are also not sitting still. I'm sure they're working on new self-driving chips, which will be closing the gap to the FSD chip. So moving on to like a crazy moonshot, um, people have talked a lot about Dojo enabling a neural net as a training business model, sort of an AWS 2.0, where Tesla could rent out this, you know, Dojo supercomputer that trains your AI to train other AIs, not just its self-driving AI, you know, whether it's some other company that has, you know, some, I don't even know what other AI problems they would have. YouTube needs to optimize its algorithm better. Are they going to rent out Dojo's supercomputer? Probably not because they're Google and they have their own. But um, is this the next layer of sort of cloud computing infrastructure that's going to get built? That's going to be a huge business. Um, do you think Tesla with their Dojo chip? I mean, Elon Musk has said this is possible and hinted at it, but it sounds like, okay, let's get Dojo working at Tesla first for our own problem before we worry about renting it out and making it a, a gazillion dollar business. But what do you think about neural net training as a service? Is that a real thing? Do you think Tesla has a chance to be a leader in that market? And if you were an investor in Tesla, would you be pay placing any weight on that sort of side of the story? Or is the monetization from this chip program all about just getting the self-driving car to happen? Yes. In general, AI training as a service definitely happening. Um, and I see great potential in that. But I just think for Tesla, that Tesla doesn't really have ambitions for that. I think Tesla will benefit from Dojo for their internal projects. I think it's more likely we will see such a service from Google. I mean, it is already available right now. So if you have some neural nets to train, you can train it using a Google TPU, most likely TPU is three. It's already available. As you, I'm also investing in Tesla. Uh, and I love their tech, but if I would be one of the, those large investors in Tesla, I think I would prefer them to focus more on solving self-driving rather than on selling compute to others. And finally, the Tesla bot. I think this is the most epic thing. Um, so with the Tesla bot, you know, what about Tesla's building a self-driving car makes it have enough crossover ability to build a robot. Because if you listen to Elon at AI Day, he's like, well, we were building, you know, the FSD chip, we're building Dojo, we have all the sensors, we have all the manufacturing capabilities. Like, it just makes sense for us to do it. And it's really unique in that this was sort of a departure from Tesla's mission of transitioning us to sustainable uh, energy and transportation. Now it sounds like their mission is bringing robots and, and solving boring, repetitive labor tasks with these safe humanoid robots, um, which is epic and I think is a huge opportunity for shareholders, um, but I'm curious, they made it sound like this was just such an easy crossover from the technology. So could you explain a little bit about why it makes so much sense that because Tesla's developing this, they're going to be able, able to build a humanoid robot and how much crossover there is with that behind the scenes technology. And then also, I just want to know for fun, when you think the actual Tesla bot is going to go on sale and like be a real thing? Because Elon said we're going to get a prototype in a year, but when do you think we're actually going to have Tesla bots walking around cities doing tasks for everyday? people. Yes, actually, to me, building a robot uh, by Tesla was uh, sort of a natural move because Tesla has experience in batteries, sensors, actuators, and they have a brain and the intelligence for, for a robot. So they have a FSD chip and they have intelligence, which is AI software, which will be trained with the help of Dojo. So this brain and intelligence is what 
distinguish or differentiate Tesla from other, uh, other robotic companies. Now, if we uh, take a step deeper, there are actually many overlap in technologies between building, a, navigating a robot and driving a car. So Tesla is building what they call a vector space based on the uh, real-time information from cameras. And then they use FSD to analyze this information and to, to make decisions to drive the car. And the Tesla bot is supposed to get eight cameras and the same 360 degrees view. So they will be using similar technologies to build the uh, vector space and to, to use FSG to navigate the robot. And yes, they would have to classify more objects, which are not so common um, on the streets, on the, in the traffic. But if we're talking about a robot for a production line, then this task, uh, labeling task, should be uh, pretty straightforward. As far as I know, they are collaborating with Dennis Hong right now, who is a very famous professor in robotics and he's very knowledgeable. So I'm pretty convinced that they will make a prototype happen as promised in the in a year or two. However, uh, regarding uh, mass robot production, there should be a demand first. And for now it's hard to say because it's not really clear what this robot is capable of. To be honest, I am not sure if I need one. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kali, for having me here and for interesting talk, for interesting questions. I hope we can make more videos in the future. Ciao!